Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Today, I got the opportunity to interview Nella Reynolds, who had a dream about opening up a beauty supply company and actually did. This is a really lucrative industry that is very important that there is proper representation with who is the main purchasers within the beauty supply stores and who are the actual owners. So she's going to give you step-by-step how to go about opening it up, some things to avoid, uh, things that cost her time and money that you should avoid, uh, and who needs to be on your team. So I really hope you get a lot out of today's episodes. Um, And yeah, this is a really great one. (laughs) Welcome to the Six Figure Side Hustle Podcast, hosted by me, Sabrina Brooks entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of a highly successful public adjusting firm. I'm obsessed with reaching the two comma club just like you are. This is your all access pass inside the minds of high income earners, expert side hustlers, and entrepreneurs who have successfully launched, scaled, or diversified their businesses. We're sharing all kinds of business, marketing, and mindset insights. And trust me, our conversations are full of actionable tips that will leave you feeling clear on what to do next and motivated to take action. If you were born with an entrepreneurial spirit, are obsessed with business and marketing, and want nothing more than to create time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, this is the show for you. Let's dive in. We're here with Nella Reynolds. Thank you so much for dropping by, Nella. I'm really excited to really dig into uh, your industry. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, again, my name is Nella Reynolds, and what I do is I own beauty supply stores, but my niche is on the luxury side. Um, So it's something that I need that I thought we should actually be able to experience in. And when you come into this amazing store, you are blown away for sure. That is, that's really interesting. I know, yeah, I know a lot of women feel, or a lot of people in this culture feel like we should own more of the the beauty supply and the different uh, industries that we're making billion dollar industries and are often shut out of. Um, so you actually own your own beauty supply store. Where are you located again? Where's your beauty supply store? <laughs> Sure, sure. So we're actually we're we're in Atlanta, but we're in the city of Shambly. And it's funny that you say that we should have more representation in this industry because we should. Um, statistically, we're probably about one percent, and the rest is probably like ninety nine, right? So, is there a need for more black owned beauty supply owners? Absolutely, absolutely. I will advocate it every day. And that's why I'm so glad you were able to drop in and. Um, 
tell us a little bit about how you get got started in this. Um, you know, so hopefully someone will be watching and they will be inspired to follow in your footsteps and they'll also have the game plan mapped out and how they can get their foot in the door. Absolutely. So I don't have a harbor story. You know, some people went to the stores and then they had harbor situations. I mean, I've seen those stories, but personally, I never experienced those stories. Um, I simply went in one day to, I was on work on a break and I needed to go to the store. I went in and I just noticed things in there that it was just not aesthetically pleasing to my to me. And honestly, I've never seen anyone that looked like myself to own one or be, if they were in the store, they was a cashier. Um, so as I walked out, I just like mumbled, you know, something up under my breath. I can do this, you know, um, mm-hmm. went back to work and I'm for, and one of my friends was like, Hey, now why are you not in the beauty industry? Because I was in, I'm in the insurance industry behind the scenes. And so I was like, I'm not trying to do nobody hair. I'm not trying to do nobody makeup. I just still want to do any of that. And then I was being sarcastic and I was like, what? Own a beauty supply store. And she was like, yeah, you should, you should. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've never seen that. So, you know, I was just really being, I was being really funny. Um, but I started to think about it. And I started doing research. So I went on Google to see if there was any books out there. I didn't find any books. I went to Barnes and Noble. I was trying to find everything that I could read up on to see if it's something I could really do. Then I went to I went to YouTube. And I've seen some women with stores, but they wasn't really explaining how they were explaining the what, um, their daily, you know, activities, but they didn't never explain how did they actually get into the door. Um, so and that was a piece that was really missing uh, for me. So I literally went to bed that night and I had a whole dream and it was very clear. It was very vivid. And when I woke up the next day, I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. And that's really how my journey started in this industry. I made a decision, even though I knew there was not a lot of information out there, like just firsthand experience. I was like, this is going to happen some kind of way. I'm going to make it work. Um, And then from there, I just kept researching and researching and researching and researching. And I will find bits and pieces of information. The biggest questions we get is how did you get the products and how do you, you know, how are you able to um, get into their industry? And honestly, it's not their industry. You know, it's not. It's an industry (laughs) that if you have the proper documentations um, and that they're requesting, then you are able to do whatever you necessarily need to do. Um, So from there, I just kept searching and kept searching, researching, researching. And finally, I found someone who has done it who looks like me and who is helping individuals to get into the industry. I found a mentor. And from there, the process was, was seamless. Um, you know, and what I knew and she was telling me, I was like, okay, this is, this matches, but look how long it took me to get all that information. And I only had like a little fraction piece of information. So when I did finally connected with someone who was doing what I, who was doing what I wanted to do, who excelled in it, who you know is willing to teach others, it was a no-brainer for me. So I decided to take on to the mentorship and from there, here we are today. Well, congratulations on really taking action on something that literally started as a dream. You said you had a vivid dream one night. 
and now you're standing in that fruition. So um, that's a really amazing story. A lot of um, us will have dreams and kind of talk ourselves out of it. Like, oh, well, I won't be able to do this. Nobody looks like me. There's no manual. I don't know how to do it. And you just stay committed and you got it done um, with the help of a mentor. And that's definitely something that we advocate is, um, you know, that is really a business shortcut is to hire someone to teach you the things that they didn't know when they started. So you can avoid bumping your head and some of the financial pitfalls that come along with it. (laughs) I agree. I definitely advocate for mentorship. I mean, had I knew, had I had my mentor day one, because keep in mind, I started this process back in 2019. So had I had her at that time, we would already been open. So mentor is absolutely, you know, something to advocate all the time. Got to get you a mentor, especially who's doing what you want to do. If they're doing what you want to do, you need to tap into their network. You need to tap into their knowledge, their skill set. You need to tap into it because they're going to shorten your time frame to get you where you want to be. They're also going to make sure that you are going to avoid their mistakes. And a lot of times those mistakes are very costly. Very, very costly. I had a very costly mistake that I did. And (laughs) what happened? (laughs) Well, let's just say this. Uh, As a business owner, you know, we are so emotional based sometimes on, on a certain aspect of what we're looking for and what we desire. And then we connect with someone and they appear to be on the same page. So now we're emotionally connected to that individual to uh, to execute what we desire for them to do. In my case, I had a contractor. We decided, okay, what the what I wanted to look like because yes, I wanted to have a five <laughs> store. But I wanted something completely different as far as the aesthetic. So I customized my store from the floor all the way up. Like when you walk in here, it does not represent or resembles a traditional beauty supply store because it was already in our mind what that looks like. And I was like, no, that's that's not the lane that we're going to go into. Our niche is going to be luxury. And he understood that from, you know, face to face conversations we had a time frame when the store was supposed to be complete. Keep in mind, we we're supposed to be open back in September. We're literally just opening our doors now. So think about from September to July. That's almost a, <laughs> that's a huge delay. Here's, here's what the problem was. He was not doing what he was supposed to be doing, but I was so connected to he's going to execute the vision. He's going to make it look like how I want it to look like which indeed he did, but the time frame that he did it, it took almost a year. Within that year, there was other expenses that I had to continue to pay when no funds was coming into this establishment. So that cost me an additional about $50,000. And that's a costly mistake that if you were to get a mentor, that they would tell you, Let's not put emotions into this. Let's keep it factual. Let's keep documentations in place. So when you have to take it to another level, you got everything written out, every conversations, every text message, you know, what the agreement was and what was done and what was not done. So it's a store. That's an important <laughs> lesson really for anyone because contractors are a wily bunch. 
Um, and it is actually really difficult to get referrals because when you find a good contractor, especially if you are in real estate and you plan to have a lot of projects, yes. you don't really want to give your contractor away because if you need them and they're on your project. So that, exactly. yeah, that's a really uh, difficult and hard and expensive lesson when you don't have timelines yes. or you're like all set to go, like, and you're planning out the grand opening and then the months are going by and the seasons oh are changing. Um, <laughs> but you're set to like open to now and that's all that's important. Yes, yes. So here's another thing to take into consideration. Everything is not going to go as planned as you desire it to go, clearly, right? And you're going to go through some really hard emotions. You know, you may even fall to a slight depression. You may even, you know, feel like maybe this is not for you because you're going through such a hardship. And it's really an adversity, but it's where you really, you know, grow, right? Because you're going through such a hard time right now. At least that's what you're thinking. But once you get to the other side of that, you know, you can look back and say, okay, I, I went through the, the mud, you know, I stayed on course. Yes, it was not very, um, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. There was a very difficult moments. You know, there was times where I just felt like, am I doing the right thing? You start to question yourself. But one thing I say, if your why is strong enough through all of the adversities that you're going to go through, you're going to make it through. And when you look back, you're like, yeah, that's why I did it. When people come into the door, and, and to be so honest, it's, it's very humbling. You know, they come in the door. I'm getting cheers right now. Um, and they stop and they like, okay, this is a beauty supply store. And I say, yes. And it was like, wow, this looks amazing. It's clean. Um, it's organized. I mean, it looks good. It feels good. And this is what I did. I, I planned this. Like, this was very strategically planned. This is what I wanted us to feel when we walk in the door. So, one, if you feel good and it looks good and it smells good, you're 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 more bound to say, I want to support this because of what it looks like. You know, us women, we love packaging. You know, cute things catch our eye. So if it's cute and it's packaged well, we're like, okay, I, I just want to because I want to just be able to say I bought something. And that's what I get here. Like a lot of them say, I feel like you did this for me. I think this you you this is my beauty supply store. And I'm like, yeah, this is for this is for us. This is for us. Right. And I get that so much. And it's so amazing to feel like the strangers just coming in and just like, they want to talk to me for half an hour. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but they feel so comfortable. And I'm so for real. I'm like, I'm not even joking. Like they come in and they just like want to just have a conversation. They're so super proud. Right. And they feel inclusive. Right. They feel like they could come in and not feel like, dang, someone is over my head. Someone is following right. me. I'm like, following me I'm going to give you a tour. So you understand what is what, because that's what I do. You come in, let me give you a tour. Let me show you what my favorite area is. This is why, you know, and I just go through the history of the reason why I did certain things. And I'm just trying to build an atmosphere and a, and a cohesive, you know, environment here. So when they come in, they know, they know what they're going to expect. And it's just amazing to see. It doesn't matter if they're a woman, a man, they in here, they just like, okay, this is nice. And the floors, you know, they, the guys love the floors. They're like, this is cool, you know? 
So it really let me know, even all that stuff that I went through, all that stuff that I went through, all the extra money that I had to pay, today when they walk in, it just it just fills my heart. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, we're go- we're growing because we're going to get more stories, but this is the foundation. So everything I had to learn on this route is going to be even more better on the next story because there's things that I've learned. You know, there's decision makings that you have to make quick decision makings. And, you know, I should have let him go a long time ago, <laughs> right? but I didn't. And it cost me. But I'm okay with that because I've learned from it and I didn't allow it to really just shake me completely. It did definitely, you know, shake me as an individual and more as a businesswoman and an entrepreneur as far as like there's sometimes you have to make a decision and you have to stand on that decision because you are the person that's in charge at the end of the day because you're writing the checks. Right. Um, You know, (laughs) so some of these um, conversations are uncomfortable, you know. Firing they people are. is uncomfortable. Um, they are. You know, but, but yeah, um, someone said to me recently, uh, hire slow and fire fast. And I'm like, that just yes. kind of, <laughs> um, that was a game changer for me because I'm usually the opposite. <laughs> I'll, fire, I'll hire someone really fast. Like, just like you said, when you feel like you're on the same wavelength, because a lot of times as women, we want to feel a connection. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess men are just like, no, I'm just trying no, to exactly. get this X, Y, Z done. Exactly. And if you can't exactly. do it, you're out of here. And, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so can you walk me through kind of the process of getting it started? Like, you know, did sure. you have to find a space to rent or like what people did you come in contact with? I know every city is different for getting started, but I know that a lot of women, like a lot of cities need this. They don't even just need one beauty supply store that's owned by someone who looks like them. And like you said, it's an experience. It's a luxury experience. It's for yes. the people, basically. So you're not going in with dirty floors there's, mm-hmm. you know, hair and glue and everything's thrown everywhere. And you're oh, kind no. of like, it's like, a right. I get that sense. It's very, very well done. So um, if you yeah. can walk us through like what that actually looks like, because I know you said you struggled um, finding the information. And of course, getting a mentor is a good shortcut. But if you're watching this and you want to, you know, take action and get started now, uh, what would you kind of yes. tell someone like this is what it looks like? So sure. So first and foremost, I'm going to always say, just know if you want to do this, then be sure that you want to do this. So make sure that mental is together because it's not going to be an easy walk in the park. Okay. Um, secondly, to make sure you're properly structured. So uh, have your legal documents together. If you're going to be an LLC or escort, whatever legal entity that you decide to go and do, do that. Have team in place, you know, so um, when it's time for you to start to search for an actual building. So what I would suggest is re- retail 
when you're in retail, location is king, right? So I would suggest that if you're looking for a space, make sure the space is highly visible, make sure it's accessible, um, make sure that it, even if you have to, I would prefer you not to have to do any type of uh, renovations because it does require a lot more within your city. So look for a location that's going to be accessible. Currently, where I'm at is I am in a Walmart parking, a Walmart shopping center. So we have Walmarts, we have Sally's, we have nice. we have food. You know, it's very easeable. We have plenty of parking. Um, and the craziest thing is you build connections with some of these other businesses. On Sally's, refer a lot of people over here. To be honest with you, really? so they're not a competition. Yeah, they're we're collaborating. Yeah, you would think that, but it's not necessarily true. Um, I something I don't have, I send right over to Sally's, and, and vice versa, they send them over to us. So that's a that's a collaboration that we built. So make sure you guys are networking with the other business owners that's here. We had a barbershop that was here, and I connected with them. So make sure you're building your network. Now, when you're looking for a space, here's something that you have to take into consideration. Sometimes they have something called an exclusive in the term. So Let's just say, for instance, Sally that's here, they could have had an exclusive in their agreement to say, we don't want no other beauty supply store in this shopping center. That would mean right. I would not be able to be here. So when you do call, be mindful that is such a thing, um, that they do have exclusions. And also be mindful, too, that some of the landlords may not want you there. So don't take that as an offense. Just like, okay, I'm not supposed to be here. We're going to go to somewhere else because they already have a stigma of what a beauty supply is supposed to look like, how it operates. Because keep in mind, we're on the news all the time, right? So they already have a stigma of what that is. Maybe that's not your direction for your beauty supply store, but just be mindful of that. So once you find a location that you absolutely love, and now you're going to get in contact with the leasing agent, you guys go over the agreements, you looked at it, everything looks good, and you're ready to go. Before you sign that lease, my advice to you is to have an attorney to review that lease. That attorney is going to be able to see if there's any clauses in there that may be adversely affecting you. Um, if something that needs to happen and you may have to get at least, and if you can't, you know, they're going to read all those fine prints and have an understanding that you may not know. Mm -hmm. This may be your first time signing a commercial lease. So you're not going to know and understand all those legal, those legal terms. So definitely get an attorney to review that. That's my suggestion to you. Um, once all that is done, then here's the fun part. You have to find someone that's going to be able to execute your vision, whatever that vision is. If you simply just want a traditional looking store, then that then that's the that's the vision it is. If you want to customize your store, that's the vision it is. But who, whatever you decide to do, you want to make sure you have someone that's going to work with you and stay on top of them. <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> make sure they're doing the things in the time frame that they said they was going to do it and make sure you stay on top of that. And then figure out though how that payment is going to be. Um, because I would suggest that you pay, you know, whatever amount that is you're supposed to pay. And then if that work is not done, we're just not going to pay anymore. But that's just my, that's just my opinion. Right. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to second on that. Never, ever give a contract contractor the whole amount you, for a large job, you either pay in thirds or fourths. So if they're saying right. they need half down, you I wouldn't do that mm -mm. because what's their mm -mm. incentive mm -mm. to come back and finish the job if they have half the money without exactly. doing anything? So. Exactly, exactly. And if you're going to be doing, because and keep in mind your 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 county or your city 
have very specific terminology. So if you're going to be tearing down some walls, doing any electrical work or doing any plumbing, like my city considered it as renovation. So if it's if it starts to do renovations, then you need to get permits. You need to have an architect. You need to have floor plans. All those things come into place. These are the things people that's not going to tell you. You're going to find that on the back end and you may be a little bit more stressed because you didn't know. When you're working with those type of things, you got to have a contractor that able to pull these permits. In order for them to do that, they got to be licensed. So if you're having, you know, Tom down the street to do this and then they try to go to the city and they can't meet the city guidelines, it's going to be a challenge for you. So do yourself a favor, and if you're going to be doing any of that kind of work, just don't get someone that's not licensed. If you're just going to be throwing some rugs in, putting some shells in, and doing some paint on the wall, then you're free to go get Tom down the street. But if you really want to customize your store and add, you know, extra, you know, bells and whistle, don't do it. Save yourself that headache. Um, next thing is once all that work is done, you have to go through an inspection process with your city. So if you have done all those things, they're gonna ask for that information, they're gonna pull it, they're gonna look at it, all that great stuff. And if it's if it's compliant, then you're gonna be able to move forward, they'll come by, they'll do the inspection. Once the inspection is complete, then you get your business license for the astral space. Now, keep in mind, every city, every state is a little bit different. So definitely you want to research that aspect. Now, once that is open, right, what's next? Well, prior to you in that process, you want to start to get your accounts. How do you get your accounts? That's the easiest part and also a challenging. So getting accounts is simply what brands that you want to have in your store. I would say let's niche it down to maybe like three brands, you know, to see what your clientele really want because not everybody wears everything, but your 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 approximately area, they all kind of wear almost the same thing. It's kind of funny how it works out. They all like, I want this brand, I want that brand, and it's all usually like everybody said the same thing. So you wanted to get a few brands in there and see which one is moving. How did you get your account? So what you do is you go to their website. So let's say if you want to go to um, Shake and Go. So Shake and Go is really like Freetress. Though the popular water wave um, hair that they're doing on your locks nowadays, that brand is Shake and Go. Um, so you will go to Shake and Go website and then you'll try to apply for a wholesale vendor account. Now, here's the kicker. Here's here's where it gets a little challenging. A lot of these stores around you within a certain uh, meet, um, radius, they already probably have these accounts. Well, Shake and Go is one of the most popular accounts to, to that people want because the community is pushing for it. Um, but it's one of the most challenges account to get because they stand strictly on if there's an authorized retailer that's within a you know a mile radius, depending on you know the time, the, the distance within your store, you cannot get that account. So that will be the challenge. <laughs> that most people don't know. So you may walk in the store and be like, oh, why you don't have this? And this brand, it's not that I don't want to right. have this brand. It's because I cannot get the brand. And then what I have to do is become really creative to try to get the brand into the store and go and buy pies, different vendors. So to get your Did vendor- Did you run into you- that issue when you were starting with yes. any of the brands that you wanted? Yes. So- yes. Would you give the advice of even when you're finding the store location, you know, you might want to map out the distance with these other beauty supply stores? I did. (laughs) That's a little hack. (laughs) Figured out on the back end. I I did do that. And the thing about it is, um, unless you're going to, 
a very rural area, maybe, then you may be successful. But you right. have to be like, because I'm in a city that does not have a beauty supply store. However, um, 10 minutes from me, there's a beauty supply store, but it's in a different city, right? And so they have an account that is very popular that I cannot get. So oh. I did that. Trust me. Let me tell you, I traveled okay. so many. I went to I went to city because I didn't care where it was going to be at. That's how you know how right. aggressive I was. I went I went to small cities, large cities, cities I didn't even know. I'm just looking on the map. Okay, what's the population? <laughs> you know what kind of you know what's the uh, income medium? Okay, like you know, I really did the research to really see, and honestly. You know, I ended up where I'm at today, which I'm, I, I love where I'm at, to be honest with you. But I did do that because I knew that. I okay. knew that, you know, and I'm like, it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, when you are in here, you start to build a relationship with other business owners. So here's a little tip. Here's a little hack right here. You start building a relationship with other business owners and other business owners have different accounts. So you all come together and you actually, you know, work off each other's accounts. So you all can continue to grow as a business, know. you know? So that's a little heck that we actually oh, do I love now. That. <laughs> so like a, that, a you know, that helps. Yes, because it's, it's a challenge. And then here's another thing. Okay, so now, you know, when is the website, you say, okay, I want this account. I put in the information and they say, okay, you're approved. You can get account with us. Here's the next thing. Right. There's a minimum. So what is the minimum? The minimum ranges. I've seen as low as I've seen as low as three hundred to as high as twenty thousand dollars. I had a, a a vendor come in here and was like quoting me. First he said ten thousand dollars, and then he said no twenty thousand dollars. So they do that as well, right? And there is no rhyme or reason. There is none. It's nothing like regulated to say. This is the minimum across the board. There's nothing regulated for right. them for, for that process. It's just whatever they say. And so, of course, we're not working with each other. And in addition to that, they're not really that popular of a brand. So right. I was like, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. But I had I had someone come in here yesterday. Their minimum was $300. And that hair kind of fall, come off the shelf for me. So it's kind of like... You just never know. So what the minimum is, the minimum is the amount that you have to initially pay to get your account active. So it can be 300 all the way up to 20000 The average that I'm seeing is about $3,000. So they'll say, okay, your minimum is $3,000. So you initially, you have to spend up to $3,000 to get your account active. And then after that, it's like... 200 300 it's like every time you need something you spend like 200 300 dollars so that's another reason why a lot of people get together on the back end especially us black owned is because think about each account each vendor right. is asking for this and so we're all come together and put the money together i'll get something this person gets something that person gets something we meet the minimums and we get products i mean we have to be creative around here, okay? Yeah, no, that's an amazing <laughs> concept because, yeah, I mean, after you spent all this money renting the building, bringing it up to compliance, getting all your paperwork together and attorneys, and, you know, that's a lot of fees just to get your doors open. But 
Yeah. We need to get have this the show stocked. Or <laughs> what are we doing here? So yes. Um, yes. I love yes. that you said that you guys are working together so that it's not like, because yeah. that's how a lot of industries shut down because people don't want to work together. And yeah, that is why collaboration I've, over competition and you'll go much further. It's, all, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best way because to be honest with you, yeah, we have the same, you know, we're in the same industry, but we all bring something different. We all bring something different. And so we get together, um, you know, we got together last month. We get together this month to sit down and talk about a lot of different things because we all have different backgrounds. My background is 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 more entrepreneur. Um, I've been around tons of entrepreneurs. So I have a lot of other information to bring to the table as far as, you know, operating your business. You know, some get in because right. they love hair and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's hair. And me, I'm like, well, I'm thinking of innovative ways. I'm thinking of things that you can do to really increase your profit. Like I, that's just the way my mind operates. Yeah. I'm very driven. So, but to finish the question, let me finish the the other question. So, once you get your uh, once you get your accounts, you know, you're able to get that started. So now, the accounts is um has is active. You're ready to go. Then you have to have your business license to be officially operating. And then once all the inspection is done, you would then at that point would take all your documentations because now within your lease, you have something that's like a tenant allowance. So what that does is once you, they'll say, well, once everything is done, make sure you have your sign. I have a sign on here. My sign, just to kind of give you guys that not everybody's sign is not going to cost this. So don't be fret of this specific number this is what my sign cost me. My sign was $11,500. You could definitely get it much cheaper than that. Um, mm-hmm. But that was my sign, right? So I have, I'm on a corner. I have a sign in the front of the building. I have a sign on the side of the building. I also have my signs on the, mon- the monumental. So when you come in, you see it on that. So I have two of those. Then I also have another sign like, underground because walmart has an underground um parking and so up under there there's another sign so i have a lot of different signs but my sign lights up at night so it's white bright you can see it um Mm -hmm. and then at night in the daytime it's dark i don't know how they did it but the technology behind it is amazing so with your tenant allowances they're going to say well we need you to we need to have your w9 we need to have your um your sign, photos of your sign, your business license, um, uh, lien information. So they want to make sure there's a lien on the building, et cetera, to make sure that you have done what you're supposed to do. So that's why it's great right. to make sure you have the right contractor. So there is no, and you pay what you need to pay. Um, once that is done, then the landlord gives you money. So your tenant allowance could be 5000 could be 7500 it could be 10000 just whatever it is within your um within your lease. So once all that is done, make sure you get all that together so you can collect your coins, <laughs> get your money back. <laughs> and basically what and it's is for- this something you're negotiating on the front end, this tenant mm-hmm. allowance? No, it's already, it's already built in. So basically the tenant allowance is because you did some enhancement to their space. So they say, okay, we're going to help mm-hmm. you out a little bit. Here you go. But to get this money, you need to be able to prove this, 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 and that. And that's within the actual, you know, lease. Um, also be mindful of the different lease terms. There's various lease terms that's out there. There's a triple net. <laughs> There's also where you have to, let's say you say, well, my business is going to make $20,000 a month. 
And let's say you make more than $20,000 a month. Well, your landlord can say, well, anything above $20,000 a month, I want a piece of that. So you not only are you paying your rent, <laughs> all the uh, amenities is out here, which is your cams. You may Wait, end what's up that paying- called where they get a piece of your business? I never heard that before. Yeah, it's a part. It's a part of certain. It's a part of certain. Um, wow! So now all of a sudden you're in business together, but you're already paying what they wanted. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. <laughs> so be mindful of those specific things. I mean, it's a it's a lot. Like it's a lot to really make sure. That's one of the reasons why it's very important to have an attorney review that because it could be in there. They'll ask you how much are are you going to, how much do you, you know, project that you're going to make on a monthly basis and whatever number you put in there, they may say, well, um, well, once you reach this mountain above, we want an additional 2% of those sales, you know? Yeah, it happens. It is very notorious in the malls. If you put space in the mall is notorious in the malls. So all those people in the mall. Yeah. Because the mall brings in people, right? So you're going to be there. You're going to walk around you're going to shopping about, Oh, I didn't know this was here and you're going to go in it. Yeah, but that, I thought that's why their rent was much higher because you're in the mall, but now they want a, a piece of the back end. That's, yes. I never knew that that was going on. Now I feel yes. bad for the people in the mall. I hate them all. I only shop online <laughs> uh, because of that, but that's, yeah, that those are things you have definitely have to know about because you could have a business mm-hmm. partner you weren't planning to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of like a visualization for doing better. (laughs) It is so important to make sure you read that and understand the different lease agreements because there's, like I said, there's various ones. Um, um, There's various ones. So just be mindful of that. Um, In addition to that, once all that is done and you got everything open and you're ready to go, then you open up the doors and then here's where a soft opening is beneficial for you. The soft opening is for you to see what the community really likes, right? So your soft opening could be a week, two weeks, a month, however long that looks like for you. For me, myself, my soft opening is going to be for two months. So in two months, I'm collecting data. I'm listening to what they're asking me. Hey, do you have this? Hmm, I don't have it. I'm writing it down, making a list of everything that... I'm seeing as a repeat offense that's coming through the door. And if it's going to work within the brain, like someone wanted some Yeezys, unfortunately, that's something that we won't sell. That is not cohesive to our specific brain. Another beauty supplier will, will, will sell something like that, but we won't. So make sure that you are collecting that data to know exactly what these individuals are looking for. So once you have that, then you're like, okay, I'm going to be ready for my grand opening. This is the brands that they're looking for because this is what they could constantly ask for. These are the different products that they're looking for. So I have that information. I have those products. So when it's time to really say, okay, we're having our grand opening, you have whatever festies that you have for your grand opening, you have the products that the community really likes. You're going to have some one-off, but those one-off is just that, you know, but the majority of the individuals are asking for, you will have it. That also increase your sales because they're like, oh, I'm just going to go here because I know she has it. I'm going to come here. Well, and that's pretty much what happens. Um, so right now we're in our soft lunch phase and I am I'm analytical. So I I look at everything that people are asking for. And is it is it something that we're willing to, to sell? If it's not, we're not going to sell it. If it is, absolutely going to take care of it. Also, in regards to that, 
once we do open and we have our grand opening, then it's, it's a smooth selling from there. So when people come into the store, I count how many people come in the store. I count how many people are buying something. I count how many people come in and don't buy nothing. And then the question is why? And if, if it's why because I don't have the product or is it why because they just did, it was something else. And majority of the time it's because it's the product that I don't have. And then the question is, am I going to sell that product? So that's all a part of my self opening process that I do. So I'm looking at my conversion rate. So I may you count my conversion rate right now because we're typically we're all organic right now. So everybody who finds us is on Google. And once we get all our ducks in a row, then we have our marketing strategy that we will be pushing out very, very soon. So it's a process <laughs> to say the least, to say the least. But I'm going to tell you this. Everybody who's coming in, some of them didn't know we're here. They were just like, you know what? I'm just going to buy this just because I want to support. They, and they just buy something just because. <laughs> you get so many reactions. Like, I have regular bags. Like, I don't have the plastic bags that you get from where right. you have a nice bag. And, like, the girl's like, oh, we get a bag? We get a bag? And I'm like, wow. You know, like. It's really the no- little things. I'm really exactly. impressed by little things. So. <laughs> you have no idea how the individuals are truly feeling. They're not going to really express that at another store, but I hear it all day, every day. And believe it or not, majority of them are like, this is my store. And I love that they feel like that. I love that they feel right. like this is their store because one, they're going to respect the store. <laughs> you know, they're not going to let anything and any craziness go on. Two, they're going to keep it real. They're going to be like, okay, no, um, you know, they keep it honest and they keep it real. And I love it. I love it because, like, honest feedback is always the best. And I'm always asking, you know, what would you like to see in here? How would you like to see it? And we promote a lot of black owned. Like, the wigs that's in here, a lot of the human hair wigs are made by black women. I partner with them. So I have that in here. I have a chef, like, two um, end caps specifically for individual who wants to have their products in a store. So I have a process for that. Like, I'm really, like, really, really into, like, making sure we're being represented in here in a very nice way. So when they come in, they're already like, oh, wow. And then our prices are very competitive. Like, <laughs> a couple from New York came in. I, they were so funny. They came in, and it was like it's a very comical couple. And he was like, "Hey, babe, look, they got the drops, you know." And he was like, "Oh, they got this too!" Like he was so animated, and she was too. So there was a match made in heaven by themselves. But it was it just felt so good. Like he was so excited, and he was picking it up, and he was showing it, and he was like. They got your lashes too, babe. Like, and then he goes, in, "Wait, this how much it costs?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's how much it costs." He was like, "And again, it's like we're conditioned for black-owned beauty supply stores to not have any products and to be overpriced." And that was one of the main goals that I wanted to make sure that we definitely have, based on what I'm trying to, you know, uh, our mission, what we're trying to do. And make sure that we're very competitive when it comes to pricing. And that and we have stand on that and we're going going to continue to stand on it. And I said that is amazing. (laughs) You you really built something special for the community. Um, 
and I'm really excited. I'm I'm in Atlanta all the time, so I would definitely come back by and support. And I'm awesome. gonna give everyone the details so they can come back and support. Um, yes. You know, if you should have a grand opening. So with that, we're gonna get into the rainmaker round. I know you got customers to service, and I really do appreciate you uh, dropping in and sharing all this game because this is a really good industry that often gets overlooked. So thank you so much for really showing how people could get involved and get started and the steps it takes and the people who should be um, in your circle when you're making some of these decisions and going through the process. So I definitely appreciate it, Nella. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved it and would like to leave a review, I would be extremely grateful. That's the best way to help other entrepreneurs like you find the show. You can also connect with me on Instagram at business and make sure you're subscribed to the show. I had a blast recording today's show for you, and I hope you got some amazing value from my guests. Talk to you next time.